Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. My name is Charles Ricky. I am the director of marketing at Meldon Law, and I'm excited to be here. We're going to have a great show. As you can see, I'm filling in the old uh, captain's chair. Jeffrey Carey could not be here, but I am excited to be here, excited to be with our guests today. And as you guys know, Meldon Law and Friends is every Tuesday at 4 o'clock, so make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. If you can't tune in, we have it on every single form of uh, way you can catch your podcast. Evan makes sure of that, so thank you, Evan. Appreciate it. 38 different platforms from you know Facebook, uh, Spotify, you know YouTube, all that good stuff. So once again, thank you guys for being here. Before we get started and introduce our guests, I want to remind you guys, you know we got a lot of giveaways always on Meldon Law. Make sure to go to the Meldon Law Facebook page. We have a Father's Day giveaway, which is a $200 and $50 gift certificate for here, for Spurrier's, this amazing restaurant. I love it. By the way, the pork chops, one of my favorites. But $250 gift certificate for Spurrier's, along with a Steve Spurrier signed visor. So make sure to enter dad for that. And also, we're going to have a 4th of July giveaway that uh, it's not posted yet. I'm going to let let the cat out of the bag, but we're going to have an awesome grill with some Omaha steaks and some Meldon swag. Very exciting giveaway coming to our Meldon Law Facebook. So make sure to go on Meldon Law Facebook so you can get, you know, all the things we have going on, whether it's ticket giveaways or prizes giveaways. So thank you guys. So let's get right into our show. Sarah. Hi, how good you doing? afternoon. I'm doing well. So Sarah Sang. Sarah Sang. Yes, Thanks for being here. Sarah is a midshipman in UF's Navy ROTC, which is awesome. And she's on track to commission into the Navy as an ensign. Did I say that correctly? Ensign. 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 <laughs> in the spring of 2023, Sarah's from Fort Lauderdale and finishing her degree in psychology and behavioral of cognitive neuroscience, which is amazing. And she would like to be a surface warfare officer when she graduates. More to come on that. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So let's get into it really quick. What is, just break it down, what is the NROTC? All right. So NROTC stands for Naval Reserve Officer Training Corps. And it's a program where um, straight out of high school, it provides people a way to get their college degree and enter the military as an officer. Nice. Nice. So there has to be, was there a family background? Were you just very passionate? How'd you get into it? So in high school, I did JROTC, Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps, and that just introduced me to like the structured lifestyle of sort of military like culture. And I fell in love with it. I love the structure of it. I love having to wake up early and having something to really push me in all the sorts of different parts of your life. So I was just motivated to join the Navy because I like the ocean, I like ships, I like traveling. So that's why I chose Navy. Nice. And, and I, I, that's got to be a tough decision. There's Army, Air Force, you know, obviously Navy. So the, the Marine life and that kind of um, lifestyles will brought you, you know, to get in there. So how many years have you been in, uh, in that program now? Uh, three years now. Okay. I'm going to my senior year at UF. Okay, so. and how's that been? How's it's it been? been incredible. Super challenging. Everything about this program I stand by because it's just incredible. Uh, being taught by lieutenants currently in the Navy okay. and uh, doing drill with our staff sergeant, Staff Sergeant James, and being led by our Marine Officer Instructor, Captain uh, Gage just incredible so much mentorship and leadership and it just shapes you into the kind of officer you want to be you know that sounds really cool because as everyone knows uf is a top you know um, university in this country and you're going into one of the very important fields that we appreciate so when you combine that with uf it's just got to be a powerhouse of a program um, you know, how big is Are there lots of students or how big is the program? So our program is about 60 people right okay. now. Uh, previously in history, it used to be way bigger, but the Navy is downsizing its officers currently. Okay. So we get about classes of 10 to 15 students their freshman year. And then throughout the challenges of uh, the program, yeah. you know, some people drop, some people leave. They don't think it's for them. So uh, we recently commissioned about uh, 15 uh, 01s into the Navy and the Marine Corps. So it's nice. So so you you hit it a little bit on the head there because I was going to ask you uh, the last several years have been crazy, as you know. Yes. How has kind of COVID changed that? You kind of hinted a little. They've been downsizing, you know, you know, the, the amount of students in there. 
Has, uh, has it changed it? Has it affected it? Do you still get to uh, um, train as much as, you know, other students in the past or, or how's that been different? Oh, it's been incredibly different. So starting in 2020, we had to go completely online, which as you can imagine for a like uh, military training program, it would be very difficult to physically train, train to get those like qualifications and those uh, briefs in that we need to get. Everything went online. We had like sort of online trackers for what physical training we were doing and they would suggest workouts for us. Uh, apart from that, we would have to wear our uniform like on Zoom to get our like PowerPoints and our briefs in that we were supposed to get, those trainings. And then um, as most UF classes also went online, yeah. our military classes went online, our naval science classes, our marine science classes. So it was incredibly difficult to keep the level of discipline and like challenge in the program, but we got through it and we're uh, transitioning back to completely in person now. That is awesome. I was going to say, so in your case, you got to, you're, you're going to get to experience both. Yes. Okay. So that being said, is there a certain training or, or, or a class or what's probably the most difficult part of the whole curriculum, if you will? I mean, is it the physical? Is it, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the studying, I mean, cause you're doing both actually, right? Yes. So you're a full-time student and then you're also basically a full-time ROTC midshipman. I'd say the most difficult part of all of it is sort of balancing both. It's a huge time management task, trying to get all your classes done and all the ROTC training and the physical training. Um, for many people coming in as a freshman, the physical training is the most difficult part because some people are, they didn't do sports in high school or they weren't training up until it. So those Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning physical training sessions, we call them PT, um, they could be really hard on the mind and on the body. Um, so, that, so, so would you say well. like maybe after freshman sophomore year is when you start separating the men and women basically <laughs> right yes. from the from the girls and boys if you will <laughs> um so but you know in all seriousness to maybe someone in high school that's in JROTC or you know a a, a, a dad or mom that's going to share this podcast you know with a nephew a son a daughter what are the benefits like like obviously you know you want to stay in shape that's easy right but if you can talk about some of what you've learned now and what will benefit you later down the road. Of course. So there are tons of ways to join the military, but doing it through ROTC, one, you get to get a college degree and you get to live that college life. Yes. Um, <laughs> always a plus, always a good thing. Um, being able to study and learn from current like naval officers and Marine Corps officers is one of my favorite parts of it. Um, my advisor currently, her name's Lieutenant Etheridge, shout out Lieutenant Etheridge. Uh, she's incredible. I've learned so much from her. She helps get me back on track on, with academics and physically. It's just being mentored by someone who you could be in their spot five, six years from now, right? It's like seeing into the future potentially as long as you finish the program. Um, apart from that, you get your college degree paid for as long as you get on that scholarship program. Very, very important. Very important. <laughs> Huge plus. Um, it's a lot of like personal benefits, learning how to be a leader, learning your own leadership style and how to work with others. And you spend four years with a bunch of people your age who are going to go into the fleet as well, going into the Navy, going into the Marine Corps. So that camaraderie, that like mentorship, it's, it's better than anything, I can say. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, that led me to think, you know, good point. So if you do the program from freshman, you know, all the way to senior and beyond, um, those are your true colleagues. I mean, obviously, when you're in law school or, 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 you know, you go into different schools, those are your colleagues as well. But it's a larger group of students. You guys are 60, you said, right? Yes. So I'm guessing that allows you to be a little more tight and, and, and know each other you know, a little better, which should in turn down the road, um, have more of a team uh, uh, aspect, if you will. Absolutely. Especially with, in a military culture, uh, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, embrace the suck. When, you're, yeah, when yeah. you're put through difficult training and difficult times with other people, you just bond more, develop that like brotherhood feeling with your, your peers. And then when you go into the workforce, you go into the fleet as um, officers, you know everyone around you went through something like that as well, whether it be boot camp yep. or ROTC or the Naval Academy. 
So just huge bonding and um, camaraderie. It's okay. Incredible. I, I, I noticed at the beginning you said um, you'd like to be surface warfare officer. So two-part question. Um, one, if you can expand what a surface warfare officer is, and then I'm curious in your tenure at the university, if that role, you changed it as you went, or if you've always wanted to be that as a freshman or from JROTC, because, you know, you learn a lot. So I'm curious to, in those years, if, it, if that changes. Okay. That's a great question. Because yeah. normally it does change for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, a surface warfare officer is an officer that is uh, assigned to a surface warfare ship. So any of the ships in the Navy, uh, you go in as an O-1, you learn how to drive the ship, how to stand watch. Um, surface warfare just applies to being on a ship. Okay, got um, you. As opposed to submarine warfare or being a naval aviator like in Top Gun. Got you. Okay. Um, so so not necessarily, see, I'm thinking surface warfare officer. First of all, surface on the water, not on the surface. <laughs> but um, I was thinking a certain position, whether it be a, a gunner or on the deck or... So that's just all around being able to work all aspects of a ship. Yes. Oh, okay. Very cool. Specific billets like relating to... Uh, weaponry or the like nuclear reactor those come once you commission so like next spring you would be assigned to a ship and given a billet a duty whether that be with weaponry or a nuclear reactor that sounds cool things. i will nuclear- not be doing that but <laughs> there will I mean, be someone that, <laughs> hey listen sure. i love marketing that's why i'm the director of marketing but uh nuclear reactors and missiles and guns that's uh that's pretty intense yeah um, so, so, so that being said, is there a certain area of the ship you'd like to uh, gravitate toward or you kind of don't know how that's going to go? I don't really know just yet. Um, I, I know that every O1 that goes on, the first thing that they learn how to do is drive the ship okay. um, and stand watch. So that's all I'm looking towards right now. And then whatever billet they assign me, I'm sure I'll pick it up, learn the ropes, be happy to do it. Which, by the way... Drive the ship. That's pretty cool in itself. I mean, like that's sure huge. That's so. huge because those, those, you know, um, myth. If you're seasick, not good Navy, or is that not a myth? It's just not going to work for you. <laughs> um, I know a couple of people who their first time on a ship they did get seasick. Okay. I think you just get used to okay, it okay. as long as it's not too bad. Because um, because I'm guessing if that became a problem, you just can't be on the Navy. It's just not going to work out for you, right? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I get, <laughs> You're guessing, on the water for a long time. I'm guessing there. that freshman year you kind of get weeded out. If, if that's a, it depends on what. Um, so over the summer, we go on summer trainings relating to what ships or aviation or whatever you are trying to do. Um, the first time you go on a ship would probably be between your sophomore and junior year. Your freshman year, you would likely not be on a ship like on the water. Okay, nice. That's so... You, you, so you can't, you couldn't wait for that to happen, which yes. I'm sure it's already happened, right? <laughs> yes. So you're you're pumped up. Yes, I'm pumped up. So now, what is? I'm I'm going forward here. What's the end? Uh, what what's the aspiration to be? Is it you know the full captain of the ship? Is it or is it no? I'm going to use this as a platform to get to somewhere else. I mean, what's the aspiration for you personally through this? Through the Navy. Yeah. So currently, I'm studying psychology. I would like to after my first like contract, I would like to what's called laterally transfer to become a psychologist with the Navy. Ah, Um, There's a huge need for psychologists in like um, military and veteran psychology because of uh, our rising levels of suicide rates, unfortunately, in the military. Wow. um, Related to PTSD and just work-related stress and the culture surrounding the military. So I would really like to become sort of a therapist. I love that. Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a little break, Sarah. We're back. We're here at Melvin Long Friends. We'll take a little quick break. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. 
And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Welcome back, guys, to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Charles Ricky, the Director of Marketing, and we are here with Sarah Singh, just learning about the Naval ROTC and how it's going for her and, and all the benefits that are from it. But we touched on a little topic uh, before the break, which was uh, PTSD, you know, mental health and all that. If you can touch on how important that is, um, because you, you, you want to gravitate towards the psychology for the Navy so you can help that aspect. Maybe people don't realize how important that is in that field. If you can touch on that a little bit. Yes, it's incredibly important. Um, The military culture and just the things that we do can be really taxing on just the day-to-day grind and the mental health of sailors and Marines. Um, Currently, the Navy's pushing out more programs to be accepting and welcoming of um, people coming forward about mental health um, issues. But historically, it's been sort of this culture of, um, admitting you're having mental health issues is a sign of weakness. Because mm. um, we like to be macho and yeah, strong, yeah. and we like to push down those feelings, but, like, incidentally, it's causing people to bottle them up, and it becomes too much. It gets worse, yes. if anything. Yeah. So my aspiration is to become a psychologist with the Navy to sort of mediate that a little bit and be someone people can come to. Similar to like a chaplain. Chaplains are people um, that sailors and Marines can go to mm-hmm. as well. Which should make the team do better, yes. help protect us. Of They'll course. be safer out there, which is just, uh, it's, it's, it's much better for everyone. So I got to ask, um, I know you touched on why you got it in the beginning. And it wasn't through uh, traditional, which is a usually family history. Are you the first in your family? No, and I'm happy to talk about it. (laughs) My great-grandmother, Anna, she was a wave in World War II. She was a woman volunteer service in World War II, and she was in the Navy. So wave, so uh, to the listeners out there, explain what that is and, and, um, you know, a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, wave is a woman voluntary emergency service uh, that was in World War II because... Um, her husband was drafted into the Navy, so she volunteered and she joined. Um, most of them were clerical or nurse duties, and she served, and it was incredible. She's well, that's still awesome. alive. Shout that's out awesome. Anna. Anna, shout out Anna. <laughs> so, so you're honoring that and uh, keeping that uh, tradition going, if you will. Yeah. That she, is cool. Anna, I'm sure, is really proud, and, uh, and uh, that, that's awesome. Very cool to keep that going. So um, a lot of people... Um, how can they reach out to your unit to learn more about the program and perhaps offer support? We were kind of discussing in the break. The students see you guys in uniform, right? They know the, the program exists, but I don't think people realize that are not in the university that you guys have an NROTC program through the university. And, you know, is there a website? Is there a Facebook group? Just how can people get more information so they can perhaps help or get, you know, people involved? Yes, so we are on Facebook, UF Navy ROTC, as well as Instagram, at UF Navy ROTC. Um, Also, if you have any inquiries or want to support, we have, uh, you can reach out to us through email. Um, We're trying to increase that visibility, that support, that involvement, both for people who want to join the program or just want to support uh, future Naval and Marine Corps officers. Visibility is huge. Yes. I mean, especially, you know, in in this day and age, you know, where we look up to the military so much, you know, things have happened, you know, and and for years in the past. And and it's so important that, you know, people continue (laughs) to be there for us. Um, So we thank you, by the way, first of all, you know, for what you're doing. It's awesome. Um, so, so the, the journey to being a, a, uh, a Navy psychologist, if you will, you're going to get more training and physical training. You're going to be like super well prepared. I sure hope so. <laughs> any, any colleagues that you're with right now that are going for that same aspiration or most of the people in this, in the group, do they want to go out and, and serve on the ship and, and continue those aspirations? It's very different uh, okay. from both college to college, unit to unit, um, just the makeup of what people want to do. I think at UF, we mainly commission uh, people who want to be naval aviators. Maybe it's how close we are to Pensacola, 
maybe it's just our interest in aviation in general, but we normally commission mostly naval aviators, people who want to be either a pilot or a naval flight officer, which helps sort of in the backseat do. Wow, interesting. So so that's the majority of the 60 in the class. Basically, yeah. And would you say that's pretty much just like you said, regional, just because where we're at and, and it's just an easy stepping stone, like you said, to Pensacola right there? That's true, yeah. Okay. As opposed to, I know, like, Army is like Fort Irwin, California, and some of those bases, just because of the landscape and the desert and the training and all that, we just happen to be surrounded by water. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So can you talk about how UF differs from, um, I don't know if you have any friends in other, you know, universities in the same program, but kind of highlight UF and how it differs and how it kind of stands out from other programs. Yeah, so I do. I know a bunch of um, other people that I've met, like during summer training. Summer trainings are just any, all the colleges go to like specific training, so you get to meet other people from different units. Um, I know that the way that our unit is organized is different from others because ours is organized into departments and divisions, which is the way the Navy kind of has things set up with organizing personnel. But other units still organize it the way the Marine Corps has it in sort of platoons and fire teams. Mm. And this might be a little bit too into the nitty-gritty of things. But, we love getting um, into the nitty-gritty here. Go ahead. We are, like, traditionally, like, set up in the Navy point of view and were run primarily w with the lieutenants organizing Navy training and then staff sergeant and our Marine option instructor organizing the Marine Corps students because we're both under the same program. Got you. Okay. And when does that kind of like get separated? Um, basically, the Marine Corps students will take Marine Corps classes specific. Okay. And then in between their junior and senior year, our Marine Corps students will go to officer candidate school to become oh. actual Marines. And it's an incredibly um, like, honor, like honor for them to go and earn their their title as a Marine. Wow, um, that's cool. We have one student going this summer. Okay. Uh, Jim and Sam Cole, shout out. Sam Cole? Excited for you, Sam Cole. Yeah. Sam, shout out to Sam. Thank you also for what you do, because I heard uh, Marines are awesome. Marines I mean, Navy, awesome. awesome too, but, you know, Marines, everyone just says they're like uh, a little more elite, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know about all that. But... Well, you know, everyone's got, <laughs> you guys are all elite, but um, every, I guess you guys have fun and you have the inner battles between your own, you know, uh, a different, you know, the Air Force, uh, they always joke and say they're smarter, Army, they're the tough guys, Marines are a little bit of everything, so I don't know. So I guess uh, Navy, you guys have the sea legs, huh? Yeah, got our <laughs> sea legs. So I got to ask you, is, is uh, before you get to being a psychologist, is there anything you want to do that, um, you know, uh, obviously we got uh, Top Gun in the movie theaters. I'm going to be a little cheesy and say that, but is there anything you want to do before achieving that? Is there anything, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, some aspect of the ship that you'd like to work on before transitioning to uh, the mental health side of things, if you will? Yeah, I don't... Like, I want to shoot a cannon first, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I have any specific, like, jobs that I want to do, but I just, I'm excited to be on a ship, to be able to travel, go to different ports, um... I, I really like the idea of driving the ship and um, as hard and as taxing as watch standing might be, just being able to stand on the quarter deck and um, be in charge of what goes on. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I love the structure. I love be, the idea of being out there on a ship. Nice. How long does watch standing go for? I mean, that's... It depends on the ship and it depends sure it's on harder the culture than it sounds. of the unit. It could, be, it could be just four hours. It could be 12 hours. It just depends on how many people you have, what's going on. Depends on the situation. Yeah. Where you're at. And, and like you said, um, wow, that's cool. I mean, you got to be attentive. Can't fall. You need a lot of coffee. Of course. Yeah. Nice. Military uh, loves caffeine. No, I love it. I love <laughs> it. So do you guys have events, you know, um, throughout the year that you guys get together that, you know, that you come so people can support? Yes, we definitely have some outreach um, events that we have going on. Um, in the fall, we have our Navy Marine Corps birthday ball that will be open to Gainesville locals who have any sort of military affiliation. If you would like to be invited to that, go ahead and reach out to us. Yes, let's be invited. Yes. Yes, you want to be invited. <laughs> Put a comment on the podcast so we can get... Listen, uh, Jeffrey, Patricia...
sharing the history with you, you know, because I didn't know a lot about it. You know, we know a lot about the Navy and, you know, kind of the basics that, you know, we hear, but we don't know how much goes into it. The preparation, you know, on the student side of things as you're prepping to get in there. And look, in this case, we learned that you, Sarah, you want to be a psychologist. You know, we're not just going to shoot cannons and <laughs> run around a ship all day. So um, that's really cool. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Of course. Um, so is this, I know you said third junior year, right? I'm going to my senior year. You're going to your senior year. So we have just one year, one year left. Yes. And then how long before do we get right into psychology? Do you have to do, you know, some, uh, for the people who don't understand, do you have to serve some time, if you will? Yes. Okay. So, um, you serve in contracts, okay. so after the first one or two contracts, I would be, be given the option to laterally transfer into um, sort of a restricted line position, because um, through ROTC, you can only commission into unrestricted line. Unrestricted meaning you can become the commander of the ship, and you're unrestricted with how much you can achieve sort of in the chain of command of things. Got you, okay. But with restricted line, like if you want to be a lawyer, a psychologist uh, in the medical corps, you can't you can't be a psychologist and the captain of the ship, if that Got makes you. sense. Got you, okay. Um, so you would laterally transfer to a restricted line position like psychology, get your master's in psychology, and then be able to serve as that position. Wow. So it might be four, five, six years until I'm given that opportunity. I was just going to say, gotcha, yeah. okay. But um, that's kind of the long-term goal for me. But that's part of the trade-off, right? You know, it's part of serving. You're, you, we're going to give you this education, all these benefits, all this awesome training. You're going to be an awesome person. And then for that, you know, you give us some time, then you go off to be what you want to be. Um, that's amazing. That's really cool. And I'm sure you're going to line up to have fantastic benefits and and, and do great things. So thank you, Sarah Sang, for being here with us, sharing a little history on the, uh, uh, especially Anna, on her history as a wave. Did I say that correctly? Yes. So Anna as a wave, and now your tenure into the Navy ROTC. So appreciate you. Thanks for being on with Meldon Lawn Friends. And uh, and uh, anything you want to say before we go? Um, go Gators. That's right. Go Gators. I love it. <laughs> Get the chomping. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate it. And uh, we have our next guest coming off soon, so we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with our next guest here on Meldon Law and Friends. Thank you. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Meldon Law, we won't back down. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Meldon Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Meldon Law is going to help you with your recovery. Meldon Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, acquisition of a home, and we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not I am calling fault. Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, person no, lives here. This person lives here. Might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Meldon Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, 
If you can't beat them, join them. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Hey guys, welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. Once again, my name is Charles Ricky, the Director of Marketing for Melden Law. I'm excited to be here. We have a great show so far. We have two awesome guests today. You guys learned about our first guest, Sarah Sang. She was great. And now we have Steve Claytor. So between these two guests, I feel like I got to step my game up, man. Right? Sarah with the uh, Navy ROTC and Steve Claytor, or Clayter, right, is an experienced outdoorsman and survival instructor, which is very, very important. Driven by his passion for the outdoors, he takes pride in providing the best experience possible at a reasonable price, right? So we're going to teach everything you need to know. We're not going to charge you too much while we're doing it. As a guide and instructor, his goals are to provide people with life-saving and logical but realistic survival skills while providing that amazing experience that hopefully you never forget because you're going to need that. Steve, Absolutely. thanks for being here, man. No problem. Thanks yeah, definitely, me. man. So yeah. so experience outdoorsman, before we get into all the other stuff, just how'd that come about, man? Were you, were you young, running around the woods or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, when I was a kid, that was just that was just my thing. We lived about, way out in the country in Summerfield, and uh, I didn't have any neighbors, so that was my thing to do was just to go out into the woods. It was my my place to be, and I just I've always loved it. Love being in the wilderness. It's uh, you know, it's 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 always going to be consistent. Yep. Yep. You had that freedom to go and explore and and just yeah. be free. It, it is, and it's uh, it's a good place to process thoughts and to have peace of mind and and see some beautiful stuff. I mean, there's just nothing bad about nature except for maybe the ticks and mosquitoes that's, i was gonna say yeah yeah if you don't get ticks and mosquitoes yeah, but that can be mitigated you yeah, know so yeah, yeah. yeah all right so before we get into um 10 can well, you're the wilderness division director for 10 can you have been for five years right correct so before we get into that um i gotta ask you uh, growing up when did you know this was going to happen, or did this oh. come about recently, or uh... the being in the woods, or the tin can? The the, the tin can, okay. just just that tin drive. Tin can came out of the blue, man. Um, the director, or the, I'm sorry, the the founder called me uh, one day and asked if I could donate some stuff for something they had coming up, and I said sure. And we met up somewhere uh, that at a place in, in Ocala, a little a little uh, cafe, and he told me what they had going on. I said sure, I you know I'll, I'll help, and I was the first one that decided to do something with them. And so he just kept me on board, and since then it's uh, it's been very um, symbiotic. I mean, I've been able to help the organization a lot, and he's helped me grow my business a lot and uh, make a lot of contacts, and it's just been wonderful for both of us and for all the people we've been able to help. All right, so let's get right into it. For the people out there, like, wait a minute, 10CAN, never heard of it, never seen that. They're probably Googling, or they're going to Google, like, 10CAN. Yeah. What's 10CAN? What's it about? You know, how long has it been going on? Just tell us about 10CAN. Awesome. Okay, so... Uh, tin can for for one is the number ten C A N. So okay. a lot of people don't don't search for the word ten like uh, ten like then C A N. Correct. Tin can, um, it, and it started off as tin can. Now it's Florida can, Georgia can, Alabama can, Pennsylvania. We're in forty seven states now. Oh wow! So we've went from a little small town thing that was uh, first uh, the R and D on it was happening in Newberry, Florida. Um, back in 2005 is when the founder first started trying to get this together. And now we've grown to a 47-state um, Christian Adventure Network is what CAN stands for. Christian Adventure yep. Network. Okay, so, got it. Uh, now, now, we're, now we're all over. And what it is is an organization that um, is trying to uh, save heroes, uh, work with veterans and first responders and active military, uh, raise the next generation of warriors, and, and heal people uh, through the great outdoors and faith and family. I love that. You know, uh, we were just talking with Sarah Sang, and uh, she's going to go into the Navy, but not to eventually end in the Navy. She wants to be a psychologist to help PTSD people in the Navy that are struggling with that because that's a very um, serious thing. And I love hearing that from you because that's important. I don't think people, you know, mental health is starting to get talked about more. But if you can elaborate on on specifically how, how you help individuals like that and, and what it means to them. Absolutely. So uh, PTSD is, is something that people are starting to learn about and hear about, and it's becoming a common, common term 
uh, but a lot of people don't understand what the the causes of it are and what how it can affect people and their families and responders and mm-hmm. everyone else and and we deal with not just the person that's dealing with the PTSD but also their families who deal with what we call secondary PTSD so they deal with a whole different uh, set of of trauma because of the stuff that the responder or the veteran has went through and it affects the whole family so our goal is to give them a space in the outdoors okay. an adventure an experience whether it's uh, hunting for alligators or deer or pigs or maybe an all-ladies turkey hunt or uh, having a camp out for kids or going scalloping or fishing or lobstering all these different things that we do um, we've done purple heart uh, veteran retreats with the warrior bonfire program we team up with a lot of other nonprofits that work with veterans and stuff but what we do is we provide them a space to either talk to people that have been through the same kind of trauma okay. so that they can process that trauma and learn what other people are doing to combat the things that they're thinking and uh, or give them a safe space to where they can forget about it for a little while and just focus on something else entirely so they can just kind of set it aside. And what we have learned over the years is that uh, outdoor recreational therapy is about 80% more effective than anything else in healing PTSD. 80% more effective. Yes. I love that. Outdoor recreation therapy. So you touched on a good point, Steve. I want to highlight this. Um, you said a woman's um, turkey, turkey hunting, hunting or, or like, <laughs> so this could be anyone, any, any, oh, yes. a corporate group, faith, church. I mean, absolutely. Students, right? Like anyone. Anyone can come to a lot of the things that we do. Um, and what we do is for the veterans and the responders and stuff, we try to sponsor them and we do things for free for the veterans and the responders and their families. Uh, but anyone can come and sometimes we'll charge a small fee, but it's never, you know, crazy. And what we've done now is created a membership program where people can go onto the website, uh, Tin Can Outdoors, and they can actually sign up for a membership and they can come out to these different hunts and things that we do and sign up for them. And there's several different packages that they can choose from, uh, or they can just go in and donate. So uh, we do stuff with all ladies. We do stuff with all warriors or veterans. Uh, we do stuff with all first responders. We did a, a paddle down the Rainbow River with uh, some law enforcement and, and their wives just to give them a day of you know gratitude and thanks for what they do. All right. So I love it because you're, you're ahead of me every single time. This is fantastic. <laughs> so I was just going to say that simple. Um, is the group experienced um, uh, custom? In other words, are you training the same thing every time? Or is one maybe based on fishing, one's on uh, learning how to build a fire, one is more, or is it kind of general everything? So with the North Florida Survival, uh, which is my business and what we do, um, we have several different things from the uh, survival, like a weekend warrior program that okay. we do where they learn all the basics of primitive wilderness survival. We have a four-day river adventure we do where they're going down river, paddling a vessel for four days, sleeping on the riverbanks, and they're limited to 10 pounds of gear and living off the land. That was a little challenge. I don't know if I can, can you do that? I don't know if I can do that. 10 pounds of gear only. Only, yeah. All right. And then we have a, a week advanced course, so which is a full week long. And that's four days of training, three days of actually implementing, abandoning all your modern gear and living off the land with the skills that you've learned and the tools that you handcrafted. And then we do like a one-day crash course. For Tin Can, uh, what I do is I go out to some of the hunt camps, the fish camps, things like that. And a lot of times I'll help them run logistics of the camp. So I'll help with the cooking, the organization of everything. And then in the middle of the hunts, like say if I go to a hunt camp, they'll have like a three-hour window on Saturday between the morning hunt and the evening hunt after lunch to where I'll take the kids out and I'll give them a crash course in wilderness survival, which is important for any youth or adults or anyone that spends time in the wilderness to learn what to do in a bad situation, um, how to make a shelter uh, quickly and, and simply, um, how to stay warm, how to thermoregulate, because most people die from exposure, which leads ah. to dehydration or hyper, hyper hypothermia. Uh, but it's all because their body's exposed to the heat, the cold, the wet. People don't so, realize how cold it gets at night. It can, it yeah. can especially when you're wet. They, we always say the only thing that sucks more than being cold is being wet and cold. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, but we go out and we, we just do so much with these veterans and their families. Um, and, and the family thing is really important. So we'll do stuff with just the veterans and the first responders. But having their family there with them to create a, a bonding experience is key for us because that's part of our, our what's ingrained in us. It's not, it's not just helping them it's yeah. helping them and their families to all heal together that's cool is there a limit on amount of people different size groups well, you know we work first, with, yeah we yeah. work with fwc and the stuff that we do um there is a limit because the places we go uh, number one say it's a hunt camp we want to keep it safe we don't want to have a whole bunch of people with bullets going in different yeah. directions yeah and we have guides we have a ton of volunteers that come out with us and i'd say we retain probably about 80 percent of the people that come and do activities with us we retain as volunteers. Really? So people see what we're doing, they love what we're doing, and they, they want to be a part of it because they, they feel it. They, That's they, awesome. They get a sense of it. So what we'll do is we'll go out, and the hunting guys and the hunt master will set up different areas. They have an over, like a satellite view of the, of the area. They'll set up shooting lanes, make sure everything's safe. Nobody's you know going to be crossing yeah. paths or anything. And um, 
we will, I mean, we, we, it's just, we, we dot all the I's, we cross all the T's, and we get everything spot on. So, In other words, safety first, like safety anything first. else? Absolutely. And we have a hunt master that comes out, make sure that all the kids can hit the target, because we want humane kills on any of the animals that we get. We don't want anything suffering. Uh, we're, we're all about sportsmanship and doing things the right way. And when it's, a, I say it's a Christian adventure network, understand we don't push faith on anyone. We run clean camps. Our goal is to uh, show um Christ in our actions. Okay. So we'll have like a, a service on Saturday, on Sunday morning uh, around the fire before everybody goes out and hunts and people are welcome to come to it or they can just sleep in until it's time to go hunt. But what we ask is that nobody comes out drinking, smoking, dipping. Or yeah. Like that. yeah. We run a clean camp because we want to be role models to these youth. We want to be ambassadors to show them the way that they, you know, should grow up and we want to raise the next generation of warriors. Wow. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm assuming um, every, every situation, every group is different, but you know, for someone interested, um, you know, they want to get pricing on this. You know, I'm not going to ask you to put the pricing out there, but what's the website they can go to? Tin Can Outdoors. That's the number 10. Yep. C-A-N Outdoors uh, dot U-S. And, uh, ten, ten, can number 10 Can Outdoors, outdoors dot U-S. Dot U-S. Yep. And they can go there and they can, um, they've got uh, several different packages to choose from. Uh, they can just donate if they okay. want to donate. They can do a supporter package, which is $35 a year. Um, they can do a hero plan, which is 49 They have the family plan for 99 and then the sponsor hero package, which is 149 For the year? For the year. Okay, yep. touch base on that. Yeah. That's, I'm in so, marketing. Everything I measure yeah. is ROI. I love ROI. Sounds like a really good ROI. It is. And so what it is is each package gives you access to different things that we have going on. Uh, so you might get, um, in one package, you might get access to come out to one of the hunts. Okay. And another package, you might not. It might just be more of a thank you for helping kind of package. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, read the read the stuff and see what fits best for you and what you want to do. And then, you know, pick the package that works for you. Nice. So let's say Jeffrey wants to take us all outdoors and we're going to survive for a week. Right. Uh, which... I don't know what the firm would do. That would be crazy, but it'd be fun. We do a lot of team building, and I've had several large companies come out with their employees, uh, the ones that they can convince to come out into the Yeah, place. I think it'd be cool. And we do a lot of team building and stuff with uh, with large companies. So I've, I've done that uh, through North Florida Survival, and we have a blast, man. So depending on the amount of people, they can go online and kind of check those options and, Absolutely. and, and get more information from you. Yeah. And if they want to do it through Tin Can, we can do it through there. If they want to do stuff through North Florida Survival, we can do it through there as well. I love it. I love it. So... So you also said the owner of North Florida Survival and Adventure. That's for seven years. So you've had that seven years and then got with Tank Can in the last five. Correct. So you felt a nice, uh, you oh, know. I love it. Like, like I said, we retained about 80% of the, the people that come out and do activities with us. That's amazing. And, and I was one of the people. I didn't go out to participate as a, as a hunter or a responder. I went out to volunteer. But I loved it so much, I, I wanted okay. to keep on and stay on with it. And a lot of people do. Nice. That, that's, that's real cool. And by the way, in the beginning you said from Newberry, mm-hmm. but now it's in 47. Was it originating in Newberry? It originated from Newberry. That's yep. pretty cool. Yep. Dr. That's pretty... Dr. Matthew Burke, uh, retired from the Air Force, is, is very medically cool. retired. He, um, he's the one that founded this, and uh, he now lives in St. Augustine. Uh, but he's, he's there. I'm in Ocala. Our hunting division director is down in Bushnell. Um, we have aquatics division. We have all kind of stuff going on. So I love it. Yep. Speaking of all kind of stuff going on, I feel like uh, you're like my our most interesting uh, most interesting man, <laughs> like the Dosecki's <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah. So it says here, and the tracking task force leader for Marion County's search and rescue. Yes. That sounds really important. Yeah. Sounds really serious. It's, uh, Talk it's, to me about that. That's been going on for six years. So I highly recommend people to give back to the community in some way. Okay. And one of the other ways I like to do that is search and rescue. Um, anyone can go to a, a search and rescue meeting uh, and, and kind of sit in and, and watch what's going on. And if they'd like to, they can join. And the great thing about Marion County Search and Rescue, we don't get called out very often, uh, but we go to a lot of events and we provide medical support and stuff like that. And if we do get called out, we need a lot of volunteers because not everybody can go every time there's a call for to search for someone. So the more people we have in our volunteer base, the more we can pull from and, and have people Steve, show for someone listening that's going to share this with someone who might want to volunteer, mm-hmm. what kind of day is that like? What are you doing out there? Who are you helping? I mean, it's I, I know that could be so it, it anything be, and everything. Yeah, it, all kind of things. So we do a lot of events. Uh, we'll go to like a big Jeep event. And we'll provide okay. medical support. And they can work shifts. They can work part of the, half of the day. They can work the full day. It's up to them. And it's all volunteer. Uh, but you will get all kind of training too. So there's bonuses to, to giving back to your community. You can get some medical training. I teach uh, the people in search and rescue the basic survival stuff for free so i mean it's you you get you get you get out of it but you also give back 
Nice, nice. So I know you said in the beginning, your role specifically with, with Tencan, you've now moved up. What's your exact position? The Wilderness Division Director. Wilderness so, Division Director. Yeah. Okay. And and with that, it's so you have the Wilderness Division, you have the aquatics, you have the hunting, but wilderness kind of encompasses all of them. So Got you. So, okay. I can I can help with any of them. I help with logistics. I can help with, I mean, I'm, I'm versed in, in diving and lobstering and scalloping, hunting, all of it. So I go out and I help anywhere that's needed. Uh, but I also have my own division, which I'm trying to grow into something that will have activities for, for all kinds of people. So we need more volunteers, right? Steve, you need more always, volunteers? Always volunteers. So go to 10CAN and uh, make sure to volunteer, get some more information. Sounds really cool. It sounds like you can get a workout while you're at it, too. You can definitely get some workout, um, but you can also eat good. I mean, we always eat good while we're out there. So I've, I haven't lost any weight, but you know, <laughs> as a survivalist, this is a backup plan for me. Nice. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll come back with Mel DeLon. Friends, I didn't even see the timer. I'm just, we're going on here. I love it. So uh, I'm going to ask a very interesting question that I asked them before we started, but uh, we're going to take a little break, check out the commercial. We'll be back with Mel DeLon and friends. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Meldon Law, we won't back down. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Meldon Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Charles Rickey, the director of marketing for Meldon Law. And we're with Steve Clayer, learning about outdoor wilderness, fishing, hunting, just being a outdoorsman, which I love it. Right or not those women? Or yeah, in this day and age, we absolutely. can't because uh, yeah. you just said a group of women turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lady bushcrafters out. There. Listen, if you're a lady bushcrafter out there and you want to get a group together and go tur- hunt, turkey hunting with the ladies, that's the man right there. All right, no, in all seriousness, guys, welcome back. We're learning about Ten Can and all the great things Steve's got going on. But um, I want to ask you talked about the wilderness division, yes. right? Yes. What are your specific goals for that division? Is it getting to a certain number of people? Um, you know, a, a certain number of outreach. What are your goals for that division? So my main goal right now is to grow the division's capabilities. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make it to where we can provide logistical support better for the other divisions as well as provide activities uh, for our own division. And one of the big things that we're trying to do with that is get our bus on the road. Alachua County School Board donated okay. us a bus, and we're trying to get that bus outfitted and rigged up and on the road. So to do that, we have to get it insured. We have to have a driver. We have to have it outfitted with gear from somewhere like Bass Pro. Um, we have to Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. So we're getting a bus together. Yes. We're getting a bus together. Yes. It's going to be a big wrapped bus. Yep. The cool bus. The cool bus. Yeah. And we're going to transport people to and from events. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And it's going to be yours for, for your program and all aspects of your program. Yes. All right. So that sounds fun. It is. Um, <laughs> who are you looking for? How can people help? Okay. So what do we got going on with the bus? So it's a handicap accessible bus. It has the ramp. And our goal is to be able to actually pick people up and take them to the events and be able to use that for the handicaps during the hunt as well. Um, what would be good connections for us to get this done, of course, would be, you know, mechanic insurance company. We want to get it wrapped before we get it on the road. So we're looking for a sponsor to help us uh, get it up and going. Um, but I would say the things that we can do with it are endless. Um, and, and the bus is going to be a huge, a huge help for us. Uh, we have a lot of things going on. We have a lot of the things that we have done is done all through volunteers. No one in our organization yet gets paid. Everything's volunteer. Really? Absolutely. Everything is so volunteer. All the money that Love we've that. raised so far goes into programs. I think just this past year, we paid our CPA, and um, we might have a grant writer that we're starting to pay. And that's the only two positions that have ever been paid in, in Tin Can. Because they get revenue. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's Correct. important. Yeah. And so everything else is volunteer. So all the money that we raise literally goes back into the programs, which is great. No, I don't know any other things that work with warriors and first responders wow. that can actually say that. And that's what we do. Um, so the challenges we face are getting the bus on the road and getting to the people that need us, letting them know that we're there for them 
and what we can do for them. And that's that's probably the two of the biggest challenges I'm facing right now. Wow. So that bus is going to help us achieve that. That bus is going to help us a ton. Um, in a perfect world, we want that as soon as possible. Is there a season for that? I mean, you know. We go year long. Like during okay. the pandemic, a lot of places shut down. We, we, we hit the gas. We went forward. And we, uh, we actually went more hardcore and started getting more things done during the pandemic. So. That bus will be kind of traveling everywhere or everywhere. okay everywhere. so not it, just not just in Gainesville correct okay. yeah so we'll, we'll I'm based out of Ocala which is where it'll be sitting yep. in different places to show off the uh, so the sponsor of the bus will get a two and a half foot banner all the way around the bottom as well as uh you know acknowledgement on our social media and our printed material uh but we'll, it's parked in Ocala and it will be traveling all over so we do hunts in Kentucky we do hunts in Alabama with people from Florida and then we have people that come from other places into Florida to do hunts and fishing trips and different stuff with us so uh, it'll be huge for us to have that on the road, have the capabilities, be able to store all the camping gear, and be able to work with a lot more youth, which is one of my personal big goals. I want to start working with a lot more youth, uh, specifically uh, single-parent families and troubled youth. Okay. So, um, you know, other than money, because money's the, the, right, if we had money, we'd be able to do a lot of things. Are there other challenges? You said you said it's all volunteers. So, are you low on staff right now? Could you use volunteers? We could, can always use volunteers. <laughs> is that one of the biggest challenges you're facing? I don't think it's the biggest. Our volunteer base is pretty solid. Okay, because you said 80%. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. We could always use more, uh, but we have a, a really awesome uh, pool of volunteers that we can pull from. So. It sounds like the more events you do and you hit the 80%, it's just going to fill gonna, that funnel. It just keeps going. And, of so, course, you're going to have attrition. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, you know, the way we're growing and it's snowballing, I think that we're, we probably shouldn't have too much trouble with volunteers. So if you want to volunteer, come out. We can use everyone from people at camp to just help keep, keep everything tidy and cleaned up, cooks, food, whatever you want to do. I mean, people can come out to any of these camps and help with anything. I love it. I love it. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so um, we're, we're in the summer. Any events coming up? How, how's your calendar filled out yeah. like, you know, already? So there is space. So okay. if we can get this bus on the road, I plan on doing several camping trips with people from, like some children from low-income housing uh, to get them interested in the outdoors, to give them something to do during the summer, keep them out of trouble, uh, stuff like that. But other than that, we have um, several events coming up. And I wrote down some notes here. Let's see, June 25th, we have a warrior scalloping trip. Okay. So people that want to go scalloping, we have that. On August 8th, we have a gator hunt for heroes. So we're going to be taking some veterans out. A gator hunt? hunt. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. We have a lot of people that donate tags if they get their tags, or they'll donate one of their tags. Uh, And if you're interested in doing that, you got gator tags this year, and you want to donate one to a warrior, get with us. You can go to uh, Tin Can Outdoors and and, uh, just click on the homepage and look for the donate button, and you can go in there and you can donate some tags too for uh, for a warrior to be able to go on a gator hunt. That's pretty cool. That that, I don't think people realize how easy that is if you're not using that, and you could just donate that. So I hunt for meat, so okay. I don't need two gators worth of meat. So I'm going to donate one of my tags that I got this year. I got yeah. my first year I got tags. So I'm excited to donate one to a warrior, and then I'll still be able to get enough meat to put some gator meat in my freezer. And so I, I'll you know, be able to provide something awesome for that warrior and his family that will get to go on that gator hunt with him. So i got to ask you, outdoor cooking, survival, what's the best way to cook gator? <laughs> <laughs> so I like to fry it. I'll season it in seasoned buttermilk for about three days in the fridge. Let it break down all that stuff. Evan, so you hearing this, man? <laughs> and then and then I'll and then I'll batter it in some seasoned batter and then deep fry it. That's that's my go-to for. Gator. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. All right, that's cool. That's cool. So we need to do some gator hunt. By the way, the scalloping sounds cool. Scalloping's when did you say that was again? Uh, that's on June. I'm sorry, June 25th. June 25th. How many people can go to that? Is there a limit? I'm um, not sure. What's I'm the sure, cost on I'm that? I'm sure there is a limit. And, okay. Uh, not sure on the cost. It probably depends on if you're a warrior, first responder, or just a regular uh, civilian. Gotcha. Uh, so I would say go on the website and sign up and then, and then check from there. Um, Jeffrey, we're going scalloping. <laughs> 25th if it's you're awesome. here. It's like an underwater <laughs> Easter egg hunt. Have you ever done it? I have not. That's oh, so why I want to do it. Dude, you, you all, my snorkel, friends have done it. You throw on a snorkel and fins, and when you look at them, their eyes are so beautifully blue, iridescent under the water. They like sparkle and shine, and and they're almost impossible to get away from you. So long as you just grab it and stick it in the bag, you've got it. But if you just kind of bump it, sometimes they'll yeah, away. yeah. But it's I mean they're good. They're tasty, fresh scallops, and it's an adventure. It's That's cool. awesome. That sounds Absolutely. fun. That's an all day thing. You can. You can do it all day. A lot of people are pretty whooped by about half a day of scalloping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. A lot of swimming. Yep. All right. So um, so the biggest way to help support is basically to go on to the website, right? Go on the website. Or day. volunteer your time. Or if volunteer. You, yep. If you can't give money, would you say that the next best thing is just volunteering some time? Absolutely. Taking maybe a staff outing to help volunteer to give that, that time back. Absolutely. Or they can, if, they, if they're interested in wrapping the bus, insuring the bus, fueling the bus, driving the bus, or outfitting the bus, they can give us a call or give me a call at 
5355 uh, anytime. 502-5355. Five, five, five. I have some ideas on the bus. Okay. I don't want to uh, say too much right now, but um, um, that sounds very cool. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have the wrap already designed other than the sponsor? No, do you, no, but do you have do, the vision for it? We have we have the people ready to do it. Okay. We, they just, you know, every everyone's money's tight right now, man. So yeah. Nobody can really do anything for free. And I respect people's profession and business, too. I don't want to ask for things for free. I'd like to get sponsors and pay people for what they're worth. Money's tight, Steve, because people are doing their thing again. Yeah, you know, right. for, for two yeah. years, you know, people have been locked up. You oh, know, yeah. You, yeah. you're an outdoors guy. And now they're out and about. And, and now we yeah. have inflation. And then fuel prices are going up. So everything's everything's on the rise. But, you know, this it makes it even more important for us to be able to do stuff with these veterans, you know, and provide these services for them because right now they might not be able to afford to otherwise. Yeah, and, and, and I love I love the helping, the underprivileged. Um, I'm going to personally look into that and see how I can help you with some so with some contacts because I think that – teaching someone in youth how to fish how to catch fish and that whole survival skill is huge it's, i think it's underrated it's fun and you're literally teaching someone how to survive how so to eat what i've learned is that if we take them out on something like a rite of passage experience survival yeah. like a ropes course we'll take them down the river for several days have them living off the land teach them survival skills it gives them a sense of accomplishment and self-worth that will encourage them to be a better person and make better decisions. So a great connection for us would be someone in the Department of Juvenile Justice, uh, local judges uh, that are dealing with these troubled kids or that see them a lot, uh, places like the Arnett House that deal Mm -hmm. with troubled youth to help us get them into a program to where we can give them some self-worth, give them something like a a clean, you know, pure hobby. Uh, They keep them them busy, keep their hands busy, uh, activities, and and keep them out of trouble. Keep 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 them basically... Active. 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 I love it. I love it. All right, guys. So uh, you know what to do. Go to, one more time, 10canoutdoors.us. Yeah, yeah. 10, the number 10, canoutdoors.us. Make sure to get a bunch of information. Make sure to uh, drop Steve a line because this is pretty cool. I learned a lot. And uh, I don't want to go without saying um, shout out to Steve's wife, Taylor. And by the way, <laughs> oh, baby boy, Cooper. How's yeah, Cooper? Yeah, he's uh, eight months now. So eight months, I'm sure Cooper can catch a fish already. Uh, Knowing you, almost, almost, <laughs> almost. I, I, he can definitely eat them. He eats everything we eat. <laughs> I love There's it. nothing that he doesn't like yet. <laughs> I'm sure Cooper, by the age of uh, one and a half, he'll be casting. He'll, and, be, uh, he'll be he'll be taking over and teaching for me, and I'll just be sitting back and cooking the meals. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, honestly, Stephen, thank you. Uh, we've had two great guests on, you know, and Sarah and yourself, um, two individuals that are giving back into the community. I don't think we have that enough. Um, I'm proud of working in Melton Law because I know Jeffrey Carey, our firm, gives back to the community, which is why we're doing this podcast, to highlight individuals like yourself, like Sarah, like us doing good things, which is what I'm excited about, which is why I love working here. So thanks for being on, man. Thanks, Appreciate no it. Thanks for having me. We're definitely going to collaborate. And uh, I'm gonna, we have a, our office sign in Ocala, which is on Pine, which is a yep. big jumbotron. We might have 10Can website going on there soon, so I'm going to talk to you about that. Awesome. We definitely want to collaborate with our guests and keep that going. So once again, guys, thank you for being today on Meldon Law and Friends. Jeffrey and Carrie could not be here. Uh, they will be here next week. So you got me today. I was excited to fill in. Uh, once again, my name is Charles Ricky, the Director of Marketing for Meldon Law. We are Meldon Law Friends. Thanks again for watching. We're here every Tuesday at 4 o'clock every single week. We'll see you next week. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Thank you.